the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. For many months, I've been on this journey of praying and seeking God's will for our church for the coming 12 months. At first, I spent a long time looking at this phrase, abundant life. John chapter 10, 10, you know it. Jesus speaks of the devil that came to kill, steal, and to destroy. And we kind of see that happening before our very eyes. But then Jesus said, but I have come to give you life. And to, and to have it more abundantly or more full. And of course, we believe that true life, when centered around Christ, that life is full and blessed and fulfilling. Amen? Amen. But then my mind and my study, I begin to shift away from the abundant life. I, there was just something about it that just didn't seem quite, to, quite fitting for this coming year. And all of a sudden, the Lord put this word in my heart, the word joy, because joy is what's missing in our lives. It's missing in our marriages, in our culture, and in our nation. And so what I did is I picked up the Bible. I began to read through the Bible all the verses that that have the word joy in that verse. And of course, I hope that you understand that joy comes from within, Joy is not based on circumstances. Joy comes from within. A Christian can have inner joy, which the world knows nothing about. And of course, we know that joy comes from having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So so I read all these verses in the Bible, and then I landed on this one verse that's so powerful, 1 Peter 1, verse 8. It will be our theme verse for the year. And it reads, though you have not seen him, you love him. That's true. And even though you do not see him now, I mean this very moment in the midst of all this chaos, you still believe in him. And even though you've not seen Jesus, yet you love him and you believe in him, the Bible says you will then be filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. A joy that is so great and so divine, so difficult to even explain, you don't even have enough words in your vocabulary to adequately explain the joy that resonates deep within you. 
And I ask you, as you live your life during this season of life, when was the last time you looked at someone and said, man, that person is just full of joy? You don't see that today. And so based on this verse, 1 Peter 1.8, our theme for the next 12 months, I want you to write this down, is abundant joy in Christ. I want to start with this fill-in-the-blank question. Life is, and you can write whatever you would write in that blank. Some people would write, life is difficult. Life is a rat race. Life is a paycheck. Obviously, for some people, life is strictly politics. Some, it's found in the pursuits of life or in the positions or in pleasures of life or in the performances of life. And I would say to you and challenge you, and I want you to write this down, that life, true life, is found in Christ alone. I have three Bible references there for you underneath that phrase in your notes. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said these words. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Then Jesus said these words in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. And then we looked at that verse again uh, already, John 10, 10, where Jesus said, uh, the devil has come to kill still and to destroy, but he said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And I've highlighted the word I. You might circle that in your Bible. If you have your, just circle the word I. Who is I? I is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, God in flesh, our Redeemer. Jesus is the one who's speaking. And Jesus is telling the world that I am the vehicle by which you can have life and have it more abundantly. The Savior of the world. For our remaining time, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 3. This is a prayer that Paul prays. And it's a prayer of of, of a blessing. And I honestly do not know of anything that we need more this moment than prayer. I want to pray this prayer right now for each and every one of you. I know he prayed it for his church. I want to pray it for this church. I want to encourage you as I pray, before I pray, as a church, I want to challenge each and every one of you to memorize this text. All right? I'm trying to help give you abundant joy. Okay? We're going to start with memorizing this passage. So turn to Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse 14. I'm going to do right now what's called praying the scriptures. You kind of read the text, but you make it a prayer. But this is actually a prayer. But again, I'm going to kind of take his prayer and pray it over you. Is that cool? All right, here we go. Lord, I'm here on my knees before you. You are my heavenly Father. And every believer in heaven on this earth, we bear your name. And I pray, verse 15, Lord, as the pastor of this church, that out of your glorious riches, and Lord, I know you have a lot of them, that you, O oh God, would strengthen every 
person who's here today and every person who's listening and give each of them power that comes through your spirit in our inner being. And Lord, verse 17, I pray for every person in this room that you, O Lord, would dwell within the heart of every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. And Lord, don't go in our heart and just take up that little, like, like up, up in that one little corner. Take residence in the entire heart and dwell there. Live there. And I pray, God, for every person here that they would be rooted and established in love. And that we in verse 18 would somehow have this enough power together. And Lord, I just don't pray this for Shepherd Church, along with all the other believers all around the world, that somehow we could just grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. Help us to understand the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that every person here would be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Now, Lord, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all shepherd could ever ask or imagine, according to that power that is at work within us, to you be the glory in this church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. That's my prayer blessing over you. Now, I want you to write down the five pillars, write them as quickly as you can, the five pillars of that prayer. You're praying for power through God's Spirit. You're praying that Christ would dwell in your heart. You're praying that you would be rooted and established in love. Write that down. Write down the fact that we're praying that somehow we could understand the love of Christ. And we need to pray, the fifth pillar, is that we, we need to be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And I want you to look at those five things. Power, Christ dwelling in your heart, you being rooted, established in love, all of us understanding the love of God, and being full to the measure of the fullness of God. Look at that list. How many of you can see, looking at this list, that if you had all five of these things going on right now in your life, that your life would be a zillion times better off? Absolutely. And I want you to know that you can pray this prayer for yourself. That's why I want you to memorize it. So you can get down on your knee and you can say, uh, for this reason, God, I'm kneeling right here before you. And in uh, verse 16, I pray out of your glorious riches, God, that you would strengthen me. Instead of you, you just say, Lord, strengthen me with power. And verse 17, Christ, would you please dwell in, in my heart? Let me have enough faith to know that you're there. And I pray, God, that I would be rooted into stay. You just pray that prayer for yourself. I also want you to know that you can pray this prayer for someone else. Get down on your knees and pray that prayer for your spouse every day and see what happens in your marriage. Pray this prayer every day for your children. Anybody here have children that have gone astray or that you're worried about? Get down on your knees and pray this prayer every day for your children. Pray it for your neighbor. Pray it for your boss. I want you to pray this prayer for the person that has the polar opposite political view than you. We are a divided country. 
We live in liberal California. You feel it more than anywhere else because a lot of us are liberal and a lot of us are conservative even in the church. And it doesn't matter where you are or who you're talking to, if you say something, you give any view that you hold, you will be instantly attacked by other people. Well, how in the world could you vote for someone who you think's a racist? How can you vote for a racist? Well, how can you vote for someone who supports abortion? And back and forth we go. And instead of beating up the person that holds the opposite political view than you, why don't you get down on your knees and start praying for these five things to happen in the heart of that person who thinks differently than you? All of these blessings, if we had time to really go through this text, which, you know, I want you to memorize it. As you memorize it, you're going to, let me, let me tell you, you're going to get this text down in the depths of your soul as you memorize this. But all of these blessings come from two things. Write them down. They're in the text. All of these things come from God's glorious riches, and they come from His power that is within us each of us have one major issue to overcome as i've looked at everything i've reached this conclusion your view of god is too small we don't understand how great god is how rich god is how powerful god is how mighty god is How graceful and merciful is the Lord God. We don't understand how holy God is. You understanding the fullness of God is like an ant trying to understand the fullness of you. That ant doesn't have the ability or the capability to understand a human being. And in that same way, we're down here on earth, we must look like ants to God. We're down here telling like we know everything and we... We know nothing compared to all the things that God knows. If you truly knew how great and how mighty and how loving and how powerful God was, you would never, ever worry about another thing on planet Earth the rest of your life if you truly knew. All of these blessings are yours. You can have them. They come from God's riches and from His Spirit. There was a famous oil field called Yates Pool. During the Depression, which was about 100 years ago, this man named Mr. Yates, he owned a sheep ranch. And he fell on hard times. Everyone fell on hard times during the Great Depression. He couldn't even pay the mortgage on this land. He was in danger of losing his ranch. And like many others in that day, uh, they had very little money for food or even for clothing for their family And day after day, Mr. Yates wondered how he was going to pay his bills. And one day, just out of the blue, he looked up and here came some people. It was a seismograph crew from an oil company. And they asked permission to drill a wildcat drill on his land. Just they thought there might be oil in his land. And so he agreed to let him drill. And they dug down and it 1,115 feet beneath the surface of that land, they struck a huge 
oil reserve that eventually produced 125,000 barrels of oil every single day. And Mr. Yates owned it all. And what he didn't even know was that when he signed and purchased that ranch and the original loan documents, which he never really read that closely, just like you don't read them that closely, that he had received all the oil and the mineral rights that came along with that land. And yet all this time he was living on government assistance because he hadn't yet tapped in to the oil reserve. That was his. He owned it and he didn't even know it. And I suggest to you in a very similar way, I think, you know, we kind of have some idea of the blessings of God that are ours, that are available to us. But ladies and gentlemen, hear me, we've never actually tapped in to those riches through Jesus Christ. We have this power that is placed within us. It's God's Holy Spirit. And trust me when I tell you that that power of that Holy Spirit that is within you enables you to overcome any obstacle in this world that you might face. I want you to look at verse 20. Look at verse 20 one more time. It says, now to him, God, who is able. Everybody say, God is able. God is able, now watch this, to do immeasurably, which means you can't measure it, immeasurably more than you can even ask or even imagine. And so, you know what that tells me? We need a bigger imagination. So often we don't, I got, I got problems and this is cancer. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got, I, oh, what am I going to do? I know God, I know there's a God up there, but he can't, he's not doing anything. I'm just down there by myself. And, oh, you need to get down on your knees and start asking God and believing God and know that whatever you ask and whatever you pray, that God is a God, the God that you're praying to, the God that we serve is able to do immeasurably more than you can ever ask or even imagine. So get down on your knees and start imagining what God can do. George Mueller was a missionary over in England. And there's all these crazy stories about him in prayer. He ran these orphanages. And so they would like have no food and, and, and nothing to drink. And so he'd get down. He wouldn't ask anybody. He'd just get down on his knees and he'd pray. Lord, we, we don't have any food for the kids. We need, we, need, we need milk. And there would be a knock on the door and he'd go open the door. It'd be a milk truck. And the milk truck guy said, hey, my truck just broke down right here. And he goes, by the time I get this fixed, the milk's going to be spoiled. He goes, can I, will you take it? And there's just story after story how this man of God prayed and believed and trusted and how God answered all these prayers. And one day George Mueller was on a steamship from England coming to America. He was scheduled to preach in New York City and he knew that God wanted him to preach and fulfill this assignment. And about halfway across the ocean, the the fog set in and the the captain of the steamship, he he shut it down and and, and the, the ship just sat there for about three days fogged in. 
And George Mueller began to, to know that if we don't get started, we're, I'm going to miss my preaching assignment. He just believed that it was the will of God for him to be in New York City to preach this, this sermon. And so he climbed the stairs and went up on the deck of the bridge of the ship. And he said to the captain, he said, Captain, he said, we've got to get this ship on the, we've got to get going. He said, I've got to get to New York City. And, and we got to go. And the captain said, Mr. Mueller, we can't go. We're, we're fogged in. He said, if we take off now, we can't see. Uh, we could collide with another ship. It, it, it is a very dangerous situation. We're not going anywhere till this fog is lifted. George Mueller said to the captain of the ship, he said, sir, would you be willing to go with me down beneath the deck and get down on our knees and begin to pray and ask God to remove this fog? Captain said, I'll go. I'll, I'll do that with you. So the captain and George Mueller, they went below ship and below deck and they got down on their knees and George Mueller began to pray. He said, Lord, we're on this ship out here in the middle of the ocean. We're fogged in. I got to get to New York City to preach the gospel. And Lord, I need you to, to remove the fog. This captain won't move the ship till the fog's gone. Can, can you, can you get the, move the fog out so we can get to New York City so I can preach? I pray this in Jesus' name. And the captain started to pray. And George Mueller said, hey, you don't need to pray. <laughs> captain looked up, what do you mean? He said, you don't need to pray. Well, why, why not? He said, for two reasons. Reason number one, you don't truly believe God can remove the fog. And reason number two, I believe God's already removed the fog. And the story is they walked up on top of that ship and the fog started to clear immediately and the ship made its way to New York City. I say that to each of you to tell you this. We've got to start getting down on our knees and we've got to start praying this prayer that I just shared with you for our family, for our nation, for our city, for one another. And as we pray, we need to believe that God is going to answer those prayers. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day. And the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. 
and he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled, the irresistible call to share your faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get Compelled, the irresistible call to share your faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.